welcome to Hear Our Two Cents. My name is Allie. Hey, everyone. This is Cammie. And today's topic, we'll be talking about your top five favorite villains from animes or cartoons. We also have a special guest with us, Sam. Hi, hi. everybody. So, ladies, (laughs) who would like to go first? I mean, we have to give it to our guest here and let Sam take the lead. (laughs) Okay. Um, One of my top five favorite villains is Slade Wilson uh, from the DC Universe. Okay. Right, he's also known as Deathstroke. Um, he is a master tactician. He has like super speed, super senses, super everything really. Martial artist, um, you know, toxic uh, resistance. Like this guy is so awesome. He even, let me tell you how, how awesome this guy is. He went to the Olympic, go- uh, the Olympic blacksmith god, um, Hephaestus, and got a sword called the god killer to kill a titan (laughs) tell me how awesome is that like so he is just he's a very formidable foe even though he is an enhanced human um but he even gives other superheroes a run for their money especially a lot of people may know him from the teen titan series but um he is he's been pretty much all over the dc universe like he is a formidable foe and a formidable um, uh, mercenary. Like, this guy, he's no joke. And his family, also no joke. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'm kind of upset that I didn't have that on my list. Now there's there's so many that. to choose from. But honestly, <laughs> so uh, Slade to came to mind, like, immediately for me. <laughs> he's one of my favorite villains to watch because he he's a type of villain that also has a code of conduct. You know, he's willing to work with the superheroes sometimes, but he is really out for himself for the highest, uh, highest bid. He's a mercenary through and through. Yeah. What about you, Cammie? What you got? Um, I would say the first villain that I would bring up, his name is Prince Diamond. He's from the Sailor Mm -hmm. Moon universe. He, um, is actually the ringleader for the... The bad guys, I believe it's in season three for the Dark Moon Kingdom. Right. He was actually manipulated by the guy who was called Wiseman in the original English dub um, for us back in the 90s. This man has swag. Like, he is <laughs> uber <laughs> Like Like, he didn't even have to hypnotize people to, like, let them love him. But he had to do it for Serena because you know she was she in was, love with yeah. Prince Darian. So, you know, but besides the hypnotism, this man had swag. Like, even if he was not dubbed with powers to begin with, he was given them. He knew how to ring. Even though he had, like, a warped sense of self, like, he didn't understand that he was being manipulated and used as a pawn to actually bring his own dreams, but it was actually somebody else's vision to fruition. He wanted to unite all the kingdoms together, even though it was supposed to be for evil. He had a good thought for it. He wanted people who were in the hood to be on equal playing level with people who were rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So he wanted everyone to have a piece of earth. That was his original dream. But with the wise men and the other people who were pulling the strings behind the scene, AKA, I think it's Nesimus or something like that. His vision got warped and he became corrupted. At the end, he kind of redeemed himself and became like an anti-hero where he actually threw himself in harm's way to save um, Sailor Moon. So, yeah. AKA Serena. 
but man, he was sexy. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> he was definitely a very charming. Um, he was definitely very charming. He and he wasn't his thing. Like he always gets what he wants. Everything. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, what about you, Ellie? So for me, we all know that I am a Disney person. So you know I'm gonna bring up a Disney villain. And you can't think of Disney and not think of Scar. I mean, this man is so smart in his scheming. I mean, he was successful, even if it was not a long extended period of time, he was successful in his schemes. The fact that he kills his own brother, who's the king, Mufasa, mm-hmm. that, that scene got me tears. So in that fact that it got me emotional, he already gets a credit. And then you have the fact that he convinced Simba, like, oh, it's all your fault, and manipulates him into thinking, like, he needs to go and be away. And he's just chilling, ruling the kingdom, and he rules it to dirt. But he still did it, and he had those hyenas doing his dirty work. But something that I read that I thought was interesting that I didn't really realize was that Scar's original name means waste. It's Taka, which means waste, whereas Mufasa means king. So if you're thinking in that way, that probably means his parents probably paid more attention to Mufasa and made him like, you know, that golden child kind of thing. And that's probably why he had such a whatever attitude towards Mufasa because he probably was neglected. So yeah, I'm going to go with Scar because that man can do a lot in a small time. I'm wondering who was older. Was it really Mufasa or really Scar? That I would have to look up. I'm not sure. Um, I think it was Mufasa who was older. I think so too, but I'm not 100%. Because sometimes in other fairy tale stories, we know this to be true. Once the parents have a child and they deem one more noble than the other, regardless of age or who came first, or even if they're biologically theirs, they will give it to the other one. <laughs> so I'm wondering that now. I was oh, no, he's now. his younger <laughs> brother. Mufasa's the younger brother. Oh, Aha! worse. I was right. <laughs> Oh no! And I'm sorry, I misread that. The Scar's is the younger brother. <laughs> it's, it's a jealous younger. So yeah, Scar is the younger brother. So Scar is the younger brother. Okay. Well, he just look old for his age. Well, I mean, all that hate <laughs> makes you age. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody knows that hate makes you age. And I mean, honestly, Ali, you're right. Um, he, if my name was Waste, I'd be resentful towards my brother. <laughs> you yeah. know think anybody would yeah like, dang son you didn't give me a good name you just i came out the wound and you named me waste yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's uh i that i wouldn't want to be named that that's very troubling <laughs> you know what it's it's all the parents fault that everything happened <laughs> every disney it's, movie <laughs> it's the parents fault that's disney's stick is it's it's mom and dad's fault it totally is Sam, what do you got for your My next, next one? one is okay, Mr. Freeze from Batman. From the Batman series. So 
Yeah, he is. He's so awesome. And honestly, I like him because, and this might be kind of something you guys might catch up with me, uh, with all my villains. If you listen, uh, if you once I name them all, is that Mister Freeze is a type of villain. All he wants is resources to save his wife to cure an uncurable disease that nobody seems to want to fund that he's so close to freaking curing if he just had enough money to do it nobody wants to fund this and i mean if you had all this power and skill wouldn't you do anything possible to save the person you love i might be a romantic about this i think it's sweet that he's really just going out there trying to get what he needs to save people you know to save his wife mostly but other people yeah, can doing... benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and not only that, he doesn't kill to kill. You know, he doesn't unnecessarily kill. I think he has like the lowest body count. Out of your well, villains? Yeah, probably. probably. Because all he does is actually preserve the people. He frees them. He didn't say he killed them. Yeah. Um, and they all them in liquid nitrogen. Yeah, they all generally defrost and then they're okay. But even if he does accidentally kill a couple, I mean, honestly, the, that could be a possibility. Mr. Freeze knows. Actually, he's a doctor. I don't know why they call him Mr. But he he does. For me, he knows he's he's a villain and he's willing to take accountability for it after he's done what he's doing. Because in a comic book series where he had a chance to actually leave, he stayed in jail because he's like, I'm a criminal. I'm content. I did what I did. So I'm just going to chill here for the rest of my life. And I thought that was cool because it's like it just shows that he is a human being who just wants to do everything possible to save the woman that he loves. Really much of a bad guy. I would do the same thing if I had his capabilities, but... You know, he's a really good bad guy, in my opinion. I agree with you. Because, like, I remember in the movie, the end, they fund, um, Bruce decided to fund his research while he was in Arkham. Right. And he found her for his wife later on. I remember in one series, they actually, I don't know if, it, I'm assuming it was the same universe. I remember seeing him get released from prison, and he actually cured his wife and brought her back. And he was having a good life, but it could have been a dream too. Well, I don't remember. It just but. shows that that's just that's all he's. It, it, honestly, if someone was to fund his research, and because he's such a genius, and because he was so close to finding it before his funds just ran out, I mean, why wouldn't they want to fund it so close? You know, like so many people could mm-hmm. benefit off of that. Your turn, Camille. So. Dr. Freeze, I mean, Mr. Freeze. To follow with him, I will definitely go with Shishamaru. Okay, him. yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Joker because you're following him. I'm like, oh, she's sticking to the same universe, but no. <laughs> Joker is another day. Anyways, um, for Shishamaru, I, of course, y'all knew, you guys know, everyone knows from the previous episode, I'm in love with Shishamaru. <laughs> he is my man. Come fight if you want to <laughs> find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, just, I feel like he, even though he is a villain, he also is an anti-villain because there is sometimes he does help out his little brother out of, I guess, pity. I don't know. Um, but, or out of the sake of his father you know, loving his father so much, even though he hate that his father gave his the good sword to his little brother. Nevertheless, Shishamaru is one of the best best villains in my book in the Imiyasha universe. He's loyal to his cause. 
He gets what he wants 90% of the time. But he also has a heart. He decided to take a little human child that looked like she was about to die, probably made babies with her from the spinoff, I'm not really That's sure. That's very him, And he even... <laughs> <laughs> also, he, had, he has taken the Sasaiga, which is the sword that he wanted so bad, from his brother multiple times and decided that, hey, I actually can't wield the sword to my liking. So you know what? I'm going to give it back but I think he should have broke it. But nevertheless, he decided to give it back as an anti-hero so his brother can succeed in the rest of in- endeavors of traveling the world and defeating other monsters and demons. Either way, he's... He, I mean, like, even though he's the villain that we love to love because he is such a kick-ass character, <laughs> especially when he fights his brother and he turns into a gigantic wolf demon and demolish other creatures in the series... Oh, he's so delicious. <laughs> How can you not? I see a trend with your villains. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he is my one of my favorite villains. Like he can't he can't do any wrong. I mean, like, even when he was trying to even though he was killing people to take their arms, but you know, he, I mean, he only did it once. I think he killed somebody. But most of the time he went for rotten corpse, like fresh killed people. Anyways, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> so go ahead, Ali. Okay, so I'm going to go with actually a new show. Um, it's Her name is Hera from Blood of Zeus. Oh, I've heard about mm-hmm. this series. Have you I guys have seen not. the series? Okay, I actually really so just literally heard I, about it like last I heard about I saw a commercial about it like last week. It is so good and it's only like eight episodes. Um, I, at that point, since you guys haven't seen it, now I'm going to have to kind of edit what I was going to say because I was about to say some spoilers but um the gist is we are all women we can all understand why Hera is the way that she is I mean Zeus is known for having a wandering eye if you look in Greek mythology if you looked in like it's he had a wandering eye 90% of Greek issues was because of Zeus exactly so I can understand her being mad that this grown man had another child whose name is Heron, and he's like the main protagonist in the show, with a human woman. So she's petty, and she's going to get herself involved because she finds out. And she's very, very cunning. That was one thing I very, I, I, I was annoyed with her, what she was doing, because I was just like, stop, man, he's just a child. The child didn't do anything. Go after Zeus. But she, <laughs> she's like an equal opportunist. She was like, I'm going to go at you, and then I'm going to go at you, and then, oh, you're connected to him somehow? I'm going to go at you, too. Um, just to make Zeus kind of squirm. And so, I just, I appreciate it, because she did it in different ways. She did it in to his face, she did it behind his back, she has this cool shape-shifting ability, which there's key points in the show that she uses that, that just changes the game. So, yeah, that's the reason why I think we can all understand if someone was cheating on you and you're married multiple times and has impregnated other women during your whole marriage and she's all about being faithful. I mean, she's a headstrong woman. I can understand why she's bad, you know? And then he also wasn't following his own rules that he sent for Olympus. So she was just being like, why are you being a hypocrite? So, yeah. Yeah, that That's that me. sounds like a very Zeus thing to do. And honestly, I, um, yeah. for Hera, I don't blame her for being upset and mad at Zeus. Um, 
you know, taking it, like you said, taking out on a small child, like, come, come on now. Is that? He's not a child, technically oh, okay. he's a grown man, but he's a child in like their years, if you think about it from right. that perspective. But like, yeah, at this point he's grown, but he didn't know his backstory. What I don't like about Hera, I'm sorry. I understand where she's coming from, but I still don't like it. Like, these women don't know it's Zeus. Yes, exactly. About, no, yeah. Zeus, with he, me. This man is coming in multiple disguise. Mm-hmm. He is the epitome of ro- a rolling stone. Like, if you looked up the word, you would see his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He does shapeshift into other men. And men, uh, he shapeshifts into the husbands of the women coming home they think they're coming home from like this war or something and it's not it's zeus and it's like zeus is like really but the thing the problem is because zeus is so powerful Hera can't do anything to him so she's just going for the next best thing i'm not defending her it isn't right but you know she's she's if she's if she's gonna hit him she's gotta hit him somewhere Here's my thing, okay? If I was her and she's watching this man just shapeshift into any man and I see him fall in love with a human, I'm going to shapeshift into yeah. a human. He's a human. Knock out the human, sleep with my husband, make him think he's sleeping with a, a human and go about my merry way. Like, how is that not possible for yeah, her? I don't understand. If Zeus is looking for some type of variety, I mean, they really have the shape shifting ability. They can literally be any type of variety they want. But here's the thing what if it's the same? Like, even if she changes her figure or looks, the <laughs> vagina is the same. Is that what it is? They just. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some things that just uh, magic, you know, and God powers can't reach. And uh, the vagina is one of them. But we have plastic surgeons that are doing reconstructions down there. Okay, <laughs> never mind then. Anyway. Science is in magic, <laughs> close to it, but not quite there. I mean, so if that, she can nope. save her, I mean, her body, Sam, I think she can do it one? down there too. But anyway. um, my next pick would be Azula from the Avatar The Last Airbender. Was that one of yours? I'm sorry, but she's just so cool. She's like, she's cold. She's calculating. You know, she's thorough. She was the toughest adversary of any of the uh, anyone from Team Ang has ever faced. Even Zuko was afraid of that. Even even Uncle Iwa wasn't gonna mess with that, right? She she was a formidable foe, but you know you you love to hate her, you know, because she's always seems so icy and cold. But later in the series, you see, and you kind of remind it. She's fourteen. She's like fourteen years old, and in the comic book, she they pretty much hinted strongly that she has schizophrenia. Like her hallucination when seeing her mom, that was like her schizophrenia. She is just a a messed up child with an abusive, controlling, intimidating father who will kill his own children to get power. And she witnessed that. She heard it from him. The father was going to kill Zuko that night. Yeah. So it was just like she she knows the capabilities of her father. She has to constantly be on guard, has to be that perfect child for him. Otherwise, she would be on the next chopping block. And that's a lot of stress for, for a little girl. And then another thing to bring up, um, since we're both having the same character, I'll just talk and add on to what you're saying. Um, Azula was raised, 
by her mm-hmm. father, whereas Zuko was raised by their mother. And I think having that kind of reality, she probably felt like, why is he getting this warm, loving, like <laughs> probably raising, and then I'm getting this strict dictator kind of guy who um, it's his way yeah. or nothing, you know? So she was trying to probably do everything she can to have be in her father's like good graces because she did not want to be on the other side of it. And that's probably what shaped her to be this calculating, hard, ruthless villain, you know, at only 14. (laughs) Like she even had her own friends help, like help along her. Like she had her own little group and it was ready to go. But, um, yeah, I think being raised that way contributed to how she has been seen. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely twisted. And I feel I feel so bad for her after all that realization that she was going through. I mean, I feel bad. Uh, but she was still a, an, a superb villain, a master bender, really. Like, she was above... Yeah, well, she, was like a prodigy. she was a cut like, above the rest. Like, if, if, if she didn't... Mm-hmm. If she was raised, you know, more well-balanced, if she was... Um, you know, if, if she had a different past, she would have been one of the greatest um, benders and probably one of the greatest uh, rulers of the Fire Kingdom. Totally agree with you on that. Absolutely, but she's still yes, crazy. You're still crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's still crazy, which is also an, can be an unpredictable thing, too, with the villain that's crazy. Because you're like, oh, anything yes. can set you off. Yeah. And then when you're set off, I don't want to be on that yeah. side of you. Like, <laughs> that's why her like that's why some of her friends sticked around when they did because they were just they were pretty much afraid of her. But when they finally stood up to her, man, I was cheering. <laughs> All right, your turn, Camille. For number three, I would definitely have to go with Ivan okay. from Bleach. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm catching a theme. <laughs> uh, especially when we found out that he didn't need his glasses anymore or didn't need them at all. But anyways, Aizen is one of the best villains, in my opinion, from Bleach. There is another character, but I'll put him in the honorable mentions category. But Aizen was the epitome of mastermind for me. At all, well, actually, next to the other guys in in this category, um, but he was the king manipulator. He manipulated everybody, like he manipulated a whole organization. Like everybody got played by this man in every aspect. Some people got like so played they didn't even know when he told them they were being played. He was like. They're like, what? Nah, you just joking. You you played me for how many years? <laughs> I was like, this man had a whole fabricated story behind the scenes. He was pulling strings that people didn't even know he was pulling, just to get ultimate power to like destroy everything. <laughs> he was so good. He was so good at being bad. He had so much planning. Like this man mapped out everything. He mapped out everybody. Even the most insignificant individuals, he mapped them into his plan, and they didn't even know it. 
And when they thought they had one up on him, had one guy who I love so much, Jin. Jin. The man who looked like he never had his eyes open. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he was such a bad guy, but in reality, he was a hidden spy to take out Aizen. And he thought he had Aizen full, and Aizen was like, nah, son, I know who you was from the beginning. You was a part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, what? You, what, what? He thought he was going to kill you, but you knew he couldn't because you already did what you needed to do with the little orb. Man is a mastermind. I just love his mastermind <laughs> tactical <laughs> manipulation skills. Like outside of all his little powers and his fighting skill and everything else that he embodies, that brain was the best weapon of his. <laughs> I am sorry. Hands down. The smartest one at everybody on my list. And he's still sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie points. All right, Allie, your turn. I'm going to go with one of my favorite villains of all times. She is a very inter- interesting woman and very entertaining, to say the least. And that would be Ursula okay. from The Little Mermaid. The reason is that woman is memorable. Um, and she has one of my favorite villain songs of all time. <laughs> but she... It's just this bigger-than-life personality, and um, I love the way she's designed, like, with the animation. Um, I remember being little and being, like, kind of sketched out about her and the eels, you know? And then as I got older, I was like, oh, she's really cool. I like her as a villain. Um, I understand why she was kind of mad. She got banished, and, you know, when you get banned, you're just mad at the person who banned you, which was Trident. So... I understand where her anger is coming from and all that. But the fact that she was successfully able to pick on the vulnerable, have them come into her lair. She's mixing them up potions and this, that, promising them the world. And they're like, she's really here to help us. And then, you know, they ended up being in a little cave at the bottom, (laughs) just feeding her magic, you know. So that in itself, she's, she got, I mean, Ariel right off the bat took her voice away and all that so for me it's her and i actually got to meet pat carroll no who is the voice actress at uh, an, a convention called spooky empire and oh my gosh so this little old little old lady um super nice like um her representative or i think it was her her granddaughter was all like trying to tell people like, okay, we got to cut the conversation short. But she was telling people like, no, 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 we're going to talk. So she was just amazing woman. I got her to laugh, guys. That was the favorite moment I would think of that whole thing. When she laughed, her natural laugh is Ursula. I got chills. I was like, ooh. So they just recorded your natural laugh. And then that was Ursula's voice because that just came out. (laughs) But and she's so small, you wouldn't think this big, like, just voice would come out of just a small, tiny body. But it does. Just meeting her, I even appreciate her character even more. So, that's my... That is very special, <laughs> really. Um, have you ever seen or read any of the Disney villain books? It's supposed to, like, give a little bit more insight on um, the villains and how... Um, certain events that happen and how what they're thinking is kind of gives you kind of like an in-depth um what's going through their mind and their experiences and stuff it's it's actually like really awesome 
That sounds really awesome. I have yeah. it. And if you yeah, can send I have to. I have to find link. it because I actually read because um, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's like my favorite series, and so I read the one with it mm-hmm. talks about what with the minds going on with beasts and everything. And for him, where we see like these cute animated, you know, furnitures and stuff, he actually sees statues and they're staring at him and they're like contemplating um, his death and how everything's his fault. You know, oh, which makes him more paranoid, okay. and more paranoid, and more paranoid. And it was, yeah, and, so and that's he was why he, uh, okay. becoming more and more recluse, and that's why he was more sporadic and emotional. And like, you know, really, the candlestick and um, you know, Lumiere um, and Coxworth were the only two that he and Mrs. Potts were the only individuals he could still talk to. Um, they were like the last ones who become like these statues in his mind. And they're all interconnected. Everything's interconnected. It's so awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm yeah, definitely I'll, wanting to check that out. Yeah, it's it's a Disney villain series books. Um, it's totally awesome. I um I'll have to link you guys. Yeah, it's on, it's on Amazon. Um, it's on the Amazon book prime thing. I loved it. I loved it. It was it was such an interesting yeah. insight. Yeah, I was say that's a really good mm-hmm. take on on the villains. So who okay, do you have, so Sam? I have okay, uh, Camille, you're gonna love this one. Since you love brainiacs and master manipulators and and smart guys, Lelouch from Code Geass. Oh, <laughs> you heard it? <laughs> I think I hit a button. He's one of my men. <laughs> so yeah, Lelouch. I mean, you want to talk about a, a a mastermind? Um, you know, with events, you know, that's all twisted and turns and the plots and the and, and it's, it's it's all mind blowing. If you ever seen Code Geass, it's like you never know when the next what the next step is really going to be. I mean, he was such an intelligent person and he was so driven to gain power to protect his sister and avenge his mother. He had a whole nation uprise against itself. I mean, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like that awesome power where you can do anything you want, even though he used it at that one part that was super sad with this girl he liked. Like, oh, that mm-hmm. was bad. Yes. That. that that and he became like a psycho later. He committed some terrible crimes and like he betrayed his friends and and he like he inflicted so much pain and suffering on them and and then he made himself forget. Like there was just so much going on with him. And there was like so many things at played. And then towards the end, how he had, you know, his persona keep going despite that. Um, yeah, despite everything. Like he was a real mastermind genius, in my opinion. I know Camille, you like um, you like that other guy, <laughs> but like Lelouch, I think is is um, I think he's pretty much up there. Yeah, he was in one of he was in the honorable mentions. Uh, he's one of your honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, because the, the thing about Lelouch is that I was just very upset that he actually, if I'm not mistaken, he dies, yeah. but he doesn't die. Then like everything came full circle, but then it took a turn, and we we're just like, what? We were so confused as how certain things went about, and we we're just like, why did you go through so much drastic measures? Like, you're playing both sides of the fence just to get what you yeah. want. But yet, what you want, you don't want yeah. it anymore. Yeah, he, <laughs> he stopped caring like, some time ago. Design, but yeah, he did, He did. like I said, he did, like, push on the mantle to his best friend who continued on that persona. Yeah, I loved his best yeah. friend, though. 
I wanted that boy not to die so bad. <laughs> but yeah, Lelouch. I mean, he he was a pretty good bad guy, even though it was hard to keep up with him sometimes. Oh man, he made me upset. Oh sometimes. yeah, I, I like, know. When he became that? like when he was becoming really erratic and crazy and stuff like that, like he was just he was just too much. Didn't he hit his sister? Yeah, like once? I said, he was becoming like really unstable, oh. and like I said, that's why I think he made himself forget because he was becoming too unstable, and he was basically going to ruin everything he built for. That was a good one. Yep. He's good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, your turn. So the next guy on my list is, of course, you guys should know it's coming. It's Seth. Oh! How could I not have him on my list? I like. I was like, there's no point in me mentioning this man because I know she's going to bring it up. But are we on the last uh, one? We're on number four. Is this the last? Okay. We're on four, but it's this I next one's going to be my last one because um, I have Princess Azula as well. Okay. So, um, Seth Roth, what is there to say about this man? The man is also crazy, but he's also a genius. He worked out that he had to keep the live stream together so that he can catapult the universe into the universe to find the promised land. This man was powerful. Like, did y'all play the game? This man can summer um, a meteorite five times in a row, destroying planets that were yep. already destroyed. He was an annoying villain to face. Like, uh, but why was he so damn stubborn? So stubborn, he never listened. Never listened. But uh, I just love that he had that sword, the Massimum, like a sword that could not be wielded by anyone else but him. An ancient sword that was actually in another Final Fantasy series before this one that I saw in another planet that was petrified that I couldn't get unpetrified to use. Nevertheless, don't know how he got it, but. I figured that because he has Genova cells, he probably summoned it somehow. But anyways, did y'all know there is a way to have Cloud go on a date with Sephiroth? No kidding. And have him join your party for a little bit? Yeah, he could actually join your party. Cloud can actually go on a date with him. And he can play on your team. But just don't give him any materia because he will walk away with all the materia. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, he's just overwhelmingly strong. He is headstrong. He is very smart and tactical. He knows how to play the field, but he is just too stubborn for his own good. He could not actually see the truth that was hidden before him in plain sight. He could not understand that Earth was the promised land, that his, the other ancients were trying to cultivate and make it strong and beautiful. But with human beings populating the Earth and not taking care of the Earth, they polluted it, made it poison, and etc., and once he finally kind of got the truth, he was wanting to be a better person and use the Earth as a weapon to or spaceship to go home to the promised land. Of course, murdering millions of lives, but could care less because he just wanted to go home. So, yeah. <laughs> and he was sexy. Did y'all see him in the fire? <laughs> he just made that face after he murdered that man. And he was like, yeah, I did that. Goodbye. <laughs> I was like, drop the mic, sir. Drop the mic. <laughs> Avon Children was the best movie for him. He was like, no matter how many times you kill me, I will always come back. I was like, yo, son. <laughs> I'm done. You gonna always come back? Who gonna make you come back? Who body you gonna come up and snatch? Because it ain't gonna be cloud. It's not gonna be cloud, but I would love to see you come back. <laughs> I love to see you come back and walk away, Seth, <laughs> any day. 
<laughs> All right, ladies. Um, go ahead, Sam. I think Allie was going to get her fifth. Or do you want to get my fifth so we can all go to five now? Okay. Uh, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. We can go that way. So but. it's funny uh, that you mentioned like how humans tend to uh, poison the earth and stuff. Knives Million from Trigon. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Trigon. I love Trigon. Okay, so Knives <laughs> Million is the twin brother of Bash the Stampede, right? And his his whole thing was, mm-hmm. you know, he used to be very innocent. He used to, you know, get along pretty much with everybody. However, everything changed when he realized, basically, he couldn't trust humans. Humans are abusive, uncontrollable, and they tend to basically, you know, destroy everything in their past. So he pretty much got, you know, when he learned about human history and more about human behavior, which obviously, you know, humans tend to um, delve into their worst desires, he tried to get rid of them all, you know, while they're in space, before they get to another planet, they could just, you know, siphon and destroy. He figured, hey, let me get rid of them while I'm ahead. I mean, it didn't work, but (laughs) I thought, you know what? He's the type of villain that everyone can kind of understand. Yeah, humans can be the worst of its of itself, but it's also the best of itself. So I like knives for and I and this is kind of goes with bash and knives are like yin and yang, you know. Um mm-hmm. so I like the dynamic and I think knives and trigon was a really good villain. It really led up to you know, who he was as a person back in the past, who he was now, and, you know, and it, the reason for his hatred towards humans, you kind of can't blame him. Yeah, he was tough as nails. Like, he held his own. <laughs> no, pretty much. Like, like I don't need And no all he wanted was to live the rest of his life with his brother. That's all he wanted. But his brother loved humans. And Knives hated humans. Yeah, he was a good villain. I liked him. So I'm going to say my last one for for the top five, and then I have also some honorable mentions that we'll mention later, um, is Lotso from Toy Story <laughs> I've 3. I've seen Toy Story 3. Lotso, I feel like he's one of the most ruthless Pixar villains to ever exist. He's basically a dictator. If you really look at his role in the movie and... Um, I forget what the like yeah. daycare place that he run. It was like Sunny or something like that. I forget of it, but he dictated who got the luxury side and who got the baddies and how to deal with the kids that were gonna throw you across the room and break apart your arms and stuff. So, um, and his big betrayal of you know Woody and the gang which basically all he had to do was hit that button to hit stop and he just saved himself and it was like (laughs) how do you like me now to woody yeah he was a jerk (laughs) so he was a jerk and and you know what's funny he had the if you went to a store to get him when he was like really popular um like like the merchandise and his his teddy Mm -hmm. bear it was the best (laughs) but i didn't want to purchase him i was like no still cannot forgive you for what you did in this movie. And I understand you are a fictional character, but I just cannot forgive. I mean, all you had to do was hit the button. You had them all going through their feelings, you know? Like, you might as well have done that. <laughs> as I, I hate that song. 
they're all holding hands and it's all sad and you're sitting there looking like is, is this how they're gonna end toy story and then no they yeah, killed toy no, story it was it was but really weird it, you really did think that <laughs> you know yes they're gonna die yeah so i i just think he was very very ruthless and i get it he has the backstory of he was abandoned by his kid and then she replaced him and then he found out that he was replaced and he was all sad and whatnot but still i mean woody and them were just coming to you they were learning your ways they're helping you out you threw them to the bad kids then like you know you made them think that they're in good with you that everything's cool and then you just let them go and almost get you know incinerated just because he wasn't abandoned by his kid like he got it's like he was jealous and petty at the same moment and this was a kids movie <laughs> yes <laughs> even though it's marketed to children i really honestly believe it was still an oh adult yeah no movie. doubt <laughs> did you like if you see the animation on the toys in that last in that like towards the end of that scene where he betrays them the emotion that's shown on their face is like crazy. Whoever were the the artists on that movie, like, really did a good job with expressing mm-hmm. their emotions and like they're they're accepting their fate. Like they went through that whole process. Oh crap, we're gonna burn. Okay, there's nothing we can do. Let's hold each other's hands. Let's accept the fate. Then you know those lovely aliens save the day with the crane. Bring them up. And they're like, the clock. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God this movie's good. Like, <laughs> you know? So that's that's going to be my last one, is Lotso. What about you, Kimmy? Uh, Sam, yeah, did I did my five. Nice was my fifth. Okay. So to round this up, because we are way over time um, with this list, I mean, nobody actually knows this except for those who know me who are listening. But Griffith oh my God. is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I was considering choosing him. I was. Yeah. If anyone has watched Berserk, the anim- the anime series, or read the, the manga, or have watched the movies, you cannot deny Griffith. You can't. Yeah, I, I'm I sorry. Fight I considered him. Want. I really did. He, out of all the men I have mentioned, he is the best villain of them all. First, he was a hero. He helped people. He saved people. But underneath, he was very upset of life. Very tired of life. He was disgusted at all the things he had to endure as a child. And only reason this man was good in my opinion fight me if you want my opinion is because he was being good and just so he can gain the accolade he can gain people's trust he can gain the money so that he could rule <laughs> that's all he wanted was a damn castle and a kingdom to rule <laughs> that's all he wanted all he wanted then he would have done whatever it took he met somebody who gave him some magical egg that told him one day you'll get that wish. He carried that sucker around for almost all of his life. He sure did. Then he meets a dude that he thought he never needed, thought he never wanted, named Guts. 
and he fell in love. I don't yeah. care what nobody says. He <laughs> fell in was, love there was there was definitely a relationship <laughs> there. And after he took this man in, you know, wined him and dined him, gave him control of his army, in a sense, made him his right hand and the left. <laughs> This man turns around like, you know what? I'm living your dream. I need my own dream. And he's like, what? You, you, excuse me? You're going to leave me? How dare you? You're like my best friend, a.k.a. my lover in my head. But yeah. my best friend, how could you ever leave me? And he's like, I got to go live my own path. I need to find my own dreams. And he's like, all right. You want to leave? You got to fight me. You're going to fight me. I'm going to fight for your affection. You're gonna fight me. And he's like, what? I wanna fight you. You're gonna fight me or you're not getting out of this game. Alright, we fight. He loses. He's <laughs> depressed. The man is depressed. Griffith gets depressed again. He fought, feels like that little child had nothing <laughs> in his heart. <laughs> and he was like, damn it. I fell. I felt happiness for a brief moment with this man. And he takes it away. And he has no idea. He has no idea how I feel. We all cried with Griffith in that moment. He went to the princess and she consoled him. She made him feel loved. But that wasn't enough for him. And he decided that he was going to do something else. But before he could do that, it was all ripped away from him. He was taken, tortured, and beaten. Guts comes back and they're like, all half of the people in our camp died because... Something happened. We were told to go somewhere and they murdered half of us. And they're like, oh, snap. Where's Griffith? He's chained and locked away in a dungeon for many years. I feel like maybe it was months, but I can't remember. Nevertheless, they finally bring everybody together that was left over from not being murdered to go rescue him. Rescue him. This man is disheveled. Remember, he is a beautiful man. Now he's disheveled. He looks like a former shadow of himself. And all he wants now is to feel the affection of someone. So he turns to his right-hand gal. But she rejects him because that's, she don't want that. She wants guts. <laughs> so anyways, he falls into a pool of water after the little stone thingy. He turns around and gets a, another chance at life by these quote-unquote angels. Um, very evil angels at that. Told him, like, look here. If you want this power, you're going to have to sacrifice something that's near and dear to your heart. And he was like, what? All those people who follows you. He was like, yeah, eat them. And so that's what happens. They all get sacrificed except for two. Guts and the girl. How could you supposedly care about all these people? And this was like, my dream comes first. That's all that matters. Because my heart was broken. And everybody can get some. Watch all your comrades who looked up to you and loved you and what praised a, you. Yeah. Get murked. Ripped apart. Eaten for a guy like a piece of meat <laughs> just because guts broke your heart again and made you feel like that vulnerable five-year-old that had nothing in the streets that, that was pretty much it and you're like <laughs> i don't need you and i don't need nobody i just want my dream i want to rule my castle everybody can get some everybody got it except for guts and the girl but nevertheless everybody got murked just to make this man be reborn. Such a good man. Jeez, <laughs> oh, and he's sexy. He is beautiful. The sun sings when his hair flows in the wind. Um, and, honorable and mentions. You, Ice King from Adventure mentions. Time. 
I didn't watch that. I, oh, I we feel like friends anymore. Oh, I, I just get off the I Ice King was. You like, know I didn't watch that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Avenger Time had a lot of great villains, but like I feel like Ice King being the consistent uh, antagonist that he was was with i like honestly he was one of my fa- like even though he's a total goofball but he is if he it gets serious very dangerous i mean he yeah, has yeah, the capabilities if mm-hmm. he was to focus to ice the whole planet he could but because he, all he wants is his princess aka betty he was just stuck in a in a constant state of crazy um, but when they did show his capabilities and what the crown can actually do, it makes him much you you appreciate that he is crazy. But we also find out why he's princess crazy is because of the the original Grunther. His thought process got locked into the consciousness of the crown. Of the, um, or actually, his consciousness got yeah got locked into the crown, and that's well, why. He- He's princess crazy, and that's well, he's he's, he's crazy, crazy on a multiple of uh, fronts because when when the original Gunther was like that dinosaur creature, when he put on the crown, his greatest desire was to be like his master, who was the original Ice King. That's why um, that's why the crown generally turns people into the Ice King look with the long beard, blue skin, uh, because that's what the original mm-hmm. Ice King used to look like, and. The crown encapsulates mm-hmm. your obsession. He obsessed over princesses because that's what he called his wife, Betty. Betty was his princess. And when he mm-hmm. scared her away, he obsessed over the fact that, um, you know, he lost his princess. He lost his Betty. And that's why he starts kidnapping other princesses. Um, so the crown actually encapsulates different personalities of the people who warn them. Even Santa Claus, the like the Santa Claus that we all know and love, he his consciousness is trapped in that crown. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it just goes. And I mean, the crown makes him immortal. I mean, the guy walked around without a heart for a couple of hours. <laughs> okay, Ali, you're next. So I have a I have a few honorable mentions. Um, one of the animes that I'm currently watching and I haven't finished is called The Rising of the Shield Hero. And Malty is one of the villains of that show, Princess Malty. She's basically, right now in my mind, she sums up 2020. <laughs> like, she is so annoying. Every time there's progress, she just makes an appearance like, oh, remember me? This is happening. <laughs> and you're like, can you stop with your 2020 announcements like stop appearing just chill stop being petty but yeah she's she's up there for me <laughs> just out of her pure she's really petty you could just tell like she's just honing her pettiness for every moment um another okay yeah honorable mention i have is lex mm-hmm. luther uh camille yeah. you like smart men he's a smart man uh he has so much affiliations going on with like the Legion of Doom and everything else. So like he he to me, whenever I think of yeah, Justice definitely. League, like the number one villain I think of is him. Um Megatron from Transformers. Cause when I think of Optimus Prime, yeah. I gotta think of Megatron, who's literally his equal. I just every Spider Man game, like 
even when I played the Amazing Spider-Man that I have on PS4, when the first scene is Kingpin, I was excited. I was like, oh, snap. We're dealing with him. Um, yes! Oh, my God! From Notre Dame. He has that song. He has oh, one my God! Like, that was a Disney movie! Beautiful song. That song is... That's, like, again, an adult <laughs> movie for kids. Okay? That song... If you depict that song, he legit said he was going to burn his desires to want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, DJ didn't see that until like last year. He is a true villain. And I'm like, my yeah, my husband didn't see that until like last year. And I was like, dude, you got to see it, man. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, it's it's, it's a Disney, like, like cheesy or whatever. And I'm like, nah, man, nah, man. The thing about the thing about him is he's real. Like this is some like real stuff. He was evil, um, and he yeah. thought he was which, righteous yeah. because of his beliefs, which made it even worse. It was like he doesn't yeah. even think he's he wrong felt because that he, he was just excused. his beliefs are so strong that he just yeah. Uh, um, and then my last two make. is Light from Death Note. <laughs> And Orochimaru. Because <laughs> at one point, he, I was like, you know what? Orochimaru's not bad. I think I want his ability. Oh, go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, know you had Yeah, I had like uh, two more. Continue. I had Sabretooth from the X-Men. Now, here's why I like him. This guy is a oh, goddamn yeah. troll. Okay, oh. he he purposely for years, for decades, for hundreds of years, followed Wolverine everywhere he went to mess with him. Just to just to just to make his life miserable, like that is a level of trollness some people wish they could achieve. Like this, I mean, not, not to mention that he is a psychopath. Like this dude has like no regards for life or anyone at all. He hates, you know, he killed his own brother. He killed his own father. I mean, he was a monster. He didn't kill his mom though. He was a mama's boy. He took care of her until she died. But even then, like, this dude is a troll. Like, it's so crazy how he just goes around, following Wolverine wherever he goes, makes his life miserable. I mean, he killed his wife. I mean, come on. Evil Danny from Danny Phantom. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yo, the the ghost man? Oh, Vlad? That dude. Yes. He's good, too. Yes. Yeah. So I liked evil the the alternate Danny the Danny where his ghost self and his human self separates and he becomes a true ghost a evil you know uh, the strongest ghost in all of the ghost realm and the fact that he kills his own human self that is that is monstrous like and those are my honorable mentions. Those are some good Every time ones, I think about that, the box Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just so funny. <laughs> he, he is a pretty <laughs> pathetic ghost. This is just a short version of the honorable mentions. Y'all know I can go forever. But um, I couldn't get him on the list because we had to stick to five. Um, but the best villain in the in um Batman's world. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. J, I, I can't, man. Even if the man is pale white and he has the pointiest nose he still got abs he's still sexy underneath that shirt i'm sorry but um it's not only that he is like this evil genius but he also mentored harley Quinn. that was pure manipulation 
Yeah, that's all he needed. He wanted a sidekick, someone to beat up when he felt like it. That girl took so much beating. No wonder she's so strong, like verbally and physically. He, when she caught Batman and put him upside down so he could see the piranha yeah. smiling because the Joker couldn't figure it out. And he yes, he beat her and broke bones and like oh, he almost killed her. Like and she. He was paralyzed. He, I think, no, she almost was paralyzed because she yeah. was in a full she body. She almost cast. died. Like the, that brace and all. Good thing she got dropped in that bat of toxic waste. That too, because yeah. she got some, you know, resilience from. Um, Maleficent. Yeah. she is my favorite Disney villain. I just love her. Like she has the most swag. I, I can't help it. You see her. She commands presence. Like she commands your attention. Yeah. You must look at her. You must. Look at her and be silent. You say nothing. <laughs> you whisper nothing. You don't think nothing. She can hear it. No doubt. Okay? This trick is one of... To me, she is the best female villain out of the Disney universe. I, I just love her. I love her. I've never been afraid of her. Since I watched that movie, I was like, oh, she's awesome. Why does she have to be evil? <laughs> And the movie that yeah. um, Angelina Jolie made me love her even more. I was just like, oh, she's... Yeah, that made me have more appreciation for her was that movie, like, in addition to, because I remember, I recently, I'm not going to even lie, I recently watched yeah. The Sleeping Beauty, like, the original animated, like, last year for the first time, all the way through. Honestly, she could have killed that baby right then and there yeah. in front of everybody. She could have petrified the baby right there in front of everybody. But she chose to make the chick sleep and the kingdom. She didn't kill nobody. Like, yeah, pretty much. She was just mad that she didn't invite her to the party. Like, I know I'm evil, but you could you could yep, still invite me. I didn't her so bad. But anyways, we're gonna keep moving. Um, we have okay. Akuma from Street Fighters. He's so evil. He don't even know how evil he is. He's not fighting just for you to walk away. He's fighting to the death. Okay, that's what makes him so evil. Dark side from um the adventures of Superman because he's a villain, but he is a god in his planet. Like Superman had enough of him one time and he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna come up there and just kill you. He beat him so bad he couldn't kill him. And then he told the people them that lives on the planet. I think the planet is called Dark Side too. I'm not sure. And he told everybody, like, you're free. Go. And they're looking at him like, what you talking about? We've been free. And Apocalypse from X-Men. Like, this man can shape ship. He's the oldest living uh, mutant in their history. This man travels through universe and time itself. He is transcend into multiple different areas of their history. And he don't really do much. Like, I don't ever even understand how the X-Men can, like, beat this man up and he just disappears for episodes on end and we don't see him, don't hear him, he don't do nothing. Like, really? Are they really hurting you that bad since you cannot die? Like, think about it. How many of them have to fight him to bring him to his knees? About, like, almost 10 of them? Including um, Professor Xavier? He's supposed to be the original mutant. He is um he's basically the the father of all mutants because he is the original mutant. Exactly. And he can give powers and he can take them away. He did it with Archangel 
in a sense. And my last villain, I just remember one more. One of my favorite villains as a kid. Those rings of power, which, you know, everybody knows that those same rings are actually the stone, the infinity stones, yep. which actually is in the glosslet. And it just comes full circle, but nobody actually talks about it because it was should have been mentioned, but it wasn't. The Mandarin was never given a no. fair shot in the I'm Iron so Man. mad about that, so too. I'm so mad about that. The original animated series, I have no idea about the comic book, so y'all can correct me if you want. But in the animated series, the Rings of Power were actually the Affinity Stones in that were in, um, set in rings. They were scattered around the Earth, which was kind of like Dragon Ball style. And the Mandarin legit walked the Earth, finding each and every stone. And of course, if you did not give it to him, he would murder you. It's simple as that. He just wanted to rule the world and the universe with the rings of power. But Iron Man and his fellow comrades just always got in his way. And for some reason, for as much power he had in those rings, he could just not murk them. Like, you should be able to snap your finger and they should be gone into a different portal. I'm sorry. It should have worked that way, in my opinion. But hey. That's all I got to say there. Those are my honorable mentions. Wasn't the rings like they had like different energies with them? Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, but they could do so much. It just seems like he could have done so well, much more. You know with what it. they say: you're only limited by your imagination. He might not have that much imagination. Well, ladies, is there anything else you would like to mention before we close this out? Mm, I mean. I feel like I haven't said a Disney character since you both said a Disney character villain that y'all like. I know my favorite Disney character villain has always been, um, has always kind of been Gaston. And here's why. Even he was a villain to a sense where the people kind of encouraged his uh, worst desires. Yeah, because they... They really did. Like he was, they, he was the strongest, because the prettiest, the he, most charismatic people of all of the whole place, and everybody encouraged and enabled him. Even though they they enabled they sure him did. because he was strong and because he was, they they viewed him as above them. You know, because they were all average or, or less than average in their eyes. And he wasn't. He was tall. He was strong. He was he was nothing like anybody else. And everybody viewed him as so much better. And thus, everything he does, he would be able to get away with. The people enabled that. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Yeah, That's why they had a whole song for song. him. I mean, <laughs> that book, yeah. <laughs> To cheer right. up him so when he was he, feeling he had like this ego, this 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 mentality where he can do no wrong. He get whatever he wants because he's Gaston. And we all know if he did get married to Belle, he was going to cheat you on know her that's three right. sisters. I think the people hyped him up so much that he believed like, oh, Belle's only playing hard to get. Like it's gonna yeah. just a matter of time before she falls from me. It's like no, no she just absolutely. never deal with you. Oh, I forgot one more person. I don't know if I said him. His name is Lucario from I think it's Lucario. Lucario. It's the guy from Bleach. It's a spotter number four. That's all I need to say. Y'all know who it is. I actually have one more as well. <laughs> it's um yeah the Shadow oh, Man from the Princess and the Frog. His voice is just so memorable. I mean. He had a great voice, whether it's just him talking or him singing. Um, but yeah, he he was just a 
a really smooth talking villain that I that I yeah definitely awesome. um yep I, I definitely one of my favorite songs from that is uh friends on the other side um yeah I know we could probably go on and on ladies but I know uh <laughs> those are my top favorite probably same i think i'm done for the night but i'll probably listen more awesome. in the morning well, pleasure having you on the <laughs> podcast today sam thank you so much for joining Thanks us for inviting we me. really appreciate your insight oh it's our pleasure we hope to have you again soon yeah i like that let yeah, me know and so i'll try to make time by. awesome we will so you know what to do follow us on our social media it's here underscore our two cents. That's here, H E A R underscore our two cents. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Share with us your top five villains, whether it be from anime or an animation movie or another TV show. Um, we'd like to hear from you. Bye, everybody. And Peace. thank you so much. Take care. Bye.